The Angry Chicken is a production of amove.tv. Check out Amove TV for more podcasts covering Blizzard games. And for more of Jocelyn's gaming podcasts, visit jossplays.com. The Angry Chicken is brought to you by our legendary patrons over at patreon.com slash TAC. Time's up. Let's do this. You face Jaraxxus. You smell like a lepidome. I knew it. So a podcast about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. This is The Angry Chicken! What is up, Mother Cluckers? I'm Garrett, here as always with Joss, and we are back for a brand new episode of TAC. How you doing, Joss? I'm doing pretty good. We have we have so much to talk about this week. I'm just I'm I'm excited. We have some really cool conversations to have. So, yes, we do. There's uh there's some news. We, we we you know we had plenty to talk about on last week's episode. We could have done a second episode on Friday, like and it would have been <laughs> yeah. like the same length. Uh, so yeah, there's uh there there's that, but we're but it's fine. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it today uh by the way uh just just to continue the the count it's not is it a countdown it's a count up to episode 400 this is episode 399 Uh, we are on the precipice of a big round number that we as humans like to celebrate even though it is at the end of the day arbitrary Um, (laughs) and we do have some plans we can't really talk about it because booking people and certain people haven't confirmed yet so expect guests Next week. Yes. Uh, expect, expect guests, uh, hoping to put together a, a bit of a, just a hangout, a round table. Um, but cannot confirm, uh, who will be coming. Uh, some, some familiar faces that have been on the show, uh, within the last year, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could probably, probably, uh, expect. Um, but that's, that's it. All we're just gonna, uh, uh, we're just gonna continue teasing things that we can't announce, uh, in a concrete fashion. Um, oh, and we're most likely recording on Tuesday next week. Yes. Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday. Expect the anger chicken to come to you a day earlier than you're used to, unless you're returning after some time away because Tuesday's the day we used to record <laughs> and yeah. we've just given up. Or if you're returning after, you know, way, way long ago when it was Monday, you're just like, what even is happening? Tuesdays, <laughs> Wednesdays. <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, so there is, uh, there is that, um, but what, what else is going on, Josh, before we get into things that are long overdue, uh, yeah. So before we get into like the meat of the show today, I was perusing Reddit today, looking for stuff that could, you know, point us in a direction for the show. And I stumbled upon this Reddit post and I've seen people like make custom cards before, but this Reddit user is absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to throw the um, the link in the chat room here. And I think Garrett is showing it up on the um, up on the screen now. But uh, a user called George, I guess, Jun Jun has posted his shadow jeweler. Hanar. Guys, this is paper craft. This is paper. 
It's insane. He let and he he took the image of the shadow jeweler card and found like the big, huge, like high res one, and then kind of like zoomed it in so that he could have a shadow jeweler kind of coming out of the card and really emphasize the jewels. Like this thing is absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. So I just wanted to kind of like point you guys in a direction of something really cool in the Hearthstone space that's like kind of in the realm of like fan art, but I just, I saw this and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so um, he does have a store over on Etsy. If you guys are interested, you can basically request him to make any card you want. <laughs> so yeah, they're, uh, they're freaking gorgeous. Can we get, so, can we get an angry chicken? I'm sure you can. Can we, can we request <laughs> an angry chicken? I, <laughs> I know, and like Hachikumo saying I'm finding this art so late it's not like I've seen this stuff before but like this shadow jeweler is just like a step above anything I've seen in this like realm before like it's it's a really really um like thick paper craft so it looks like it's probably like three quarters of an inch or an inch thick which lets him get a whole bunch of like depth and stuff and then he's got some uh fancy glossy things that he did on like the jewels and the and some of the edging but then not on other things so like some parts of the card are shiny some parts of it look like a paper card like just oh man it's awesome i've seen a lot of these <laughs> and this yeah this is the best one yeah I've this is too. the best one i've ever yeah. seen which is why i think it's worth pointing out because you can go order something from this guy on etsy and the work is just like head and shoulders above other stuff i've seen so yeah, this is this is just amazing. <laughs> it, it is amazing. You know what else is amazing? Our patrons. That's yes, right. Yeah, very just, much just, so. Just segue <laughs> into that. Uh, uh, but we do want to thank those of you supporting us over there. Um, and if you like our uh, our little podcast here called The Angry Chicken, you want to support it. You want to get in that Discord. You want an ad free version of the feed. You want to just you know support Jocelyn and I making this dorky show. You can do that over patreon.com slash tac. And uh, we have a new patron this week, Joss. We want to thank Matt Meyer. Thank you so much, Matt, for signing up and becoming an Angry Chicken patron. Uh, we really appreciate it. Until, you know, Mr. Blizzard calls up and wants to bankroll us one day. This this is what we have to do. <laughs> yes. Hi, Mr. Blizzard. Oh, so, so good to finally talk to you. So good. So good. Mr. Blizzard. <laughs> Mr. Blizzard. Yeah, yeah. But with that in mind, there's just, there's a, there's a lot to talk about this week. So let's get right into this week's Hearthstone news. Good news, everyone. Oh, no. Get wrecked, Edwin. Get wrecked! <laughs> Get in the ground! Eat dirt! You jerk! Oh, finally. It's finally happening. They came for Edwin. Jocelyn, I I literally did not think I would live to see the day. I was assuming what we would see is that Edwin would rotate. That was like my assumption. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a in a little bit. But um, I didn't think that they'd actually change him in standard. I thought that they would remove him from standard, uh, possibly as part of like a, a rogue rework, because I mean, we've had the conversation around every world championship for the last like three or four years, basically that like rogues core hasn't changed. Like they are shadow stepping, evicing, uh, pre well, not so much prepping, but, uh, and Edwining that's what they do. And then they sometimes put like an expansion shell around it, but like it was getting really, really frustrating to be like, Oh, well, what's the Edwin enabler this year? You know, <laughs> like it, just, <laughs> <laughs> like, just, it was, it was boring. 
Yeah, it's it's like keeping your Christmas tree up all year, but you kind of change the ornaments to try and match the season. Right. <laughs> that is, yeah. It's like, go out to the shed, get the old Christmas tree. I don't have to. It's been in the corner all year. Let's just put turkeys on it for Thanksgiving instead of <laughs> instead of little reindeer. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they've they've nerfed Edwin. Um, Edwin now costs four mana up from three. Um, and that there's more here, but I want to also talk about bog spine before we get into what turned out to be a much more meaty, uh, tease of what's to come with Edwin being the springboard of that conversation. It was kind of funny because this was such a, like a relatively small balance patch, right? We had Edwin changed, we had bog spine knuckle change, and we had one change down in the battleground side that we'll talk about in our battleground section later, but like three changes led to this whole big entire conversation that happened over on Twitter. Now there's some like dev insights in the patch notes, which is nice. And and I like that, of course. But if you're not following Alec, like you are missing all of the Hearthstone information. Like you're just, you're just missing it. Why aren't you following him on Twitter? Because, oh my God, the revelations that came out since Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk about in a second, but first we should yeah. mention that box my knuckles also uh, went down to three attack from four, uh, which I called it. I called it. I mean, I didn't yeah. call the change exactly, but I was like, I think they should focus on Bogspine Knuckles. Right. And and so the the big thing with Bogspine Knuckles, the reason why the attack was so um, so important versus the mana cost is that this is almost like a stealth nerf to the mana cost because before on five you could just play this and then get your free dread corsair but now the dread corsair is going to cost one so that combo those two cards together now costs one more mana as a result of the reduced attack as well as the fact that like you can't now get three to four of these and deal you know 12 to 16 damage over the course of a of a game right so um it kind of it was a, a two-fold nerf and Dread Corsair, which was kind of really the problem, <laughs> um, yeah, is, is now, you know, it's la- it's happening later now. Yeah, because it's it, it's easy to forget that the base cost of Dread Corsair is four mana. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't matter what you spend for it as far as Evolve is concerned. It just looks at that four and goes, cool, I'm, I'm going to make a five now. Everyone cool with that? Yeah. Well, the opponent is it, but <laughs> no, the Evolve don't care. No, the opponent was not cool with that. <laughs> evolve don't care. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that, that not as powerful of a turn five swing now uh pun it very much intended by the way turn five mm-hmm. swing because you're swinging with the weapon get it i have <laughs> killed the joke um but yeah it was uh i was it's this is fair this this is fair i think it needed to happen um i'm cool with it uh yeah. but let's spin it right back around to uh to edvin edwin edvin edvin van Kleen. <laughs> <clears throat> i don't it's an with an accent like that in the game like I, where did that come from i don't know okay i don't know uh, maybe you know some every once in a while everyone's like what's your last name and i'm like vines you know, <laughs> just, just because just because screw Why w's <laughs> yeah i i think i i i was going right to i wanted to call him ed van cleef and i was just like edvin van Cleef. Just, it's irrelevant <laughs> It's irrelevant. So um, uh, Edwin and Boxman Knuckles are going to be eligible for a full dust refund uh, for two weeks 
um, after this patch went live, which was back mm-hmm. on Friday. Which was so Friday. Yeah, yep. two weeks and it has already the countdown has already started. A week and a half, yeah, yeah. at this point. <laughs> a week and a half if you're listening to this. Um, and so conversation on Twitter was happening with uh, with Alec Dawson. Uh, and Alec Dawson said that they were planning on rotating Edwin anyway. Um, and they are still committed to removing him from standard, but also said that Hall of Fame, as it has existed, will be no more. <laughs> So uh, there's what? there's two things here, right? Because like, first of all, we will be seeing cards from the classic set because that's uh, where Edwin exists. So we we talk just for a quick point of clarification. I'm sure everybody listening already knows, but just to be clear, there uh, even though we usually talk about them together, there are actually two sets of cards: the classic set and the basic set. So the basic set is 143 cards uh, with the addition of the Demon Hunter ones. And classic is 240 cards. So it's actually the like majority of what we got when the game first launched, right? So these cards are iconic. And in some cases, they've been kind of troublesome. We've seen like lots of, of changes and nerfs to the classic set. We've seen things rotate, you know, one card at a time sort of thing. But this to me sounds a whole lot like we're going to see a change to the basic classic set, which might go as far as rotating the entire classic set um, and creating maybe some sort of new basic set. I don't know if they'll still call it the basic set or if they'll move their verbiage like totally away from that just so that they can kind of uh, create a non-confusing big like line in Hearthstone time that says, you know, like this was basic classic. Now we have evergreen core, like (laughs) whatever, whatever name you want to give it. Um, Because he also said as part of that Twitter thread Something about um, how it was going to uh, ease or be positive changes and ease getting into the game if you have a limited collection, which makes me think that they're they don't want to move too far away from the idea of having a set of cards that if you are a returning player that you like have a springboard to jump off of. Right. So they they still want to have something that everybody has all the time that doesn't go away. But that sounds like they are reevaluating their original set of of Hearthstone cards. They're reexamining what that base is and had like how many cards it should be, what cards they should be. Like I imagine we're going to get like the 143 cards from the basic set. Um maybe have some classic cards moved over into the basic set and then I think maybe also have some uh like additions to the basic set. Probably I would guess with Rush because Rush it was this like whole new way of thinking about the game. Like it was, it's up there with discover, but I feel like, and, and maybe discover is another keyword that could kind of make its way into the basic set. But like those ones seem like staples of Hearthstone now. And the game really changed when, when Rush became a thing. Right. So I think that's what we're going to see is a totally new, um, like 
starter set, <laughs> I guess. Like, I, I don't even know. Yeah. I would, uh, my line of thinking is very much in line with yours. Uh, like, who knows? I don't, like, so many of us have been yelling some version of kill yeah. the classic set. Kill the classic set. Yeah. For years. <laughs> um, but like, so there's, there's so many avenues that they could take it, but I really love that you focused on rush because it, it is a, it is a big signifier of like a, uh, of not only like a change in how the design cards for Hearthstone, but I think also just a realization of what works for this game. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's such a good poster child for how card design has evolved in Hearthstone. Um, charge was well, and, ex- yeah, it's just very- so problematic. It was very problematic. And and the introduction of Rush really kind of cemented the way that they wanted us to play Hearthstone, which was very much focused on minion combat as opposed to like just smork your face, right? Like they've always said when talking about design is they're like, we really like the idea of putting stuff on the board and whacking each other's stuff. Like that's, that's with like face damage being a side effect, right? It's like, oh, there's no more stuff for me to whack on the board. Well, then these two are going face. (laughs) Like that's very much how they, they talk about finding the fun in their own game. So if that's the case, then Rush fits way better into that design philosophy than Charge does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm just kind of curious how, like how far they'll push it. Like how, how much are they like absolutely throwing are they gonna throw everything out <laughs> with the bathwater or are they gonna do something more like what you teed up which makes way more sense to me which is kind of just well we're just gonna do what we think works and kind of keep cards around that we like get rid of you know send off the wild cards that we think belong there um it's it's kind of like what i was hoping they would do i i i don't the something in my brain still grinds when I think about like it reintroducing wild cards back into like a core set. Let's just for the sake of this conversation, use the term core. Cause I don't know what the okay, hell let's just call it core. Let's yeah, call this hypothetical <laughs> new way to do a basic set. At, let's just call it core. Right. Like yeah. there's something in my brain that just goes, I don't know. It's kind of strange if we're pulling things from wild and, and, and bringing it in. And it's not just me being gun shy because of uh, the evolved meta we had at the end of 2019. Um, I overall, I still like that event and thought it was really cool, but, um, I don't, I don't know why that just seems weird to me. And I'm not sure that's what they would, they would consider doing that. But at the same time, like thinking about your rush comments, it's like, well, there's, there's some rush minions in wild that would make for a decent base set. Like, you know me, I always, if nothing else, as much as things may irk me, if you go, yeah, Garrett, but isn't that kind of arbitrary? That's where I go. Oh, you're right. It is kind of arbitrary. That's like at the end of the day, I hate arbitrary feelings more than anything else. It's just like, well, why, why are we limiting ourselves to the basic and classic set as it exists? Mm -hmm. And why aren't we pruning it? And why aren't we taking things out of it and introducing new things, which they sort of have been doing, but to a really, really mild uh, and like guarded degree. Yeah. And I, I don't have a problem necessarily with them saying, oh, hey, this one card from Witchwood was was great and we want druids to have it all the time. And I'm literally pulling those examples out of my butt. There is no like <laughs> magical Witchwood card that I can think of off the top of my head for that specific class. But anyways, um, point is, like, I, I think that if they've 
created something and designed something that is uh, like fulfills the class fantasy and is flexible and that they want the class to have all the time, because I think it's really important that each class has a kind of equal base and that they can be built around without being like Van Cleefy, like without just defining the class all the time and saying like, look, you play Van Cleef. Uh, the other 29 cards you put around it should enable him, <laughs> you know, like I don't want it to be like that, but I want it to be the sort of thing where they can play around with different stuff. Every expansion, like they can do cool things and the base set, the, sorry, the core set is always going to support different stuff, right? Like I just want everything to be baseline decent so that they can play around with stuff and every expansion feels different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where my, my brain goes to like, there's all of this is questions, but another big question for me is like, whatever the new thing is, is it here for an extended period of time? Like the classic basic set, which is almost seven years. Um, or is, are they going to be like, Hey, this is our new thing. Also, we're going to swap it out every year. We're going to make changes as we see fit. Cause if that's the case, then they can kind of keep, things around that are Edwin-y, I think, if if they're only going to possibly stick around for a certain amount of time. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't get that vibe just from Alex's comment about um, getting into the game with a limited collection like that to me leans more into the like we like the idea that people who played before can come back and still have a collection that can be played in standard because standard whether it's it's valid or not, like standard is their main mode, right? That is that is base Hearthstone. Um, so I think they want everybody to be able to get into that mode and compete in that mode as quickly and easily as possible. Um, everything else is very much like an extension of standard. And I think think that they need something in or if that's if that's going to stay the case i think that they need something that's going to like enable people's collections to kind of rotate around that touchstone that is the core set um and i don't know i feel like right now our classic basic set is just so based around like what they thought or what was powerful in terms of hero powers, like the shaman classic set and the, um, the warlock classic set aren't nearly as powerful as like the rogue and the mage classic sets, right? <laughs> Cause they had to like balance the classes before expansions were a thing. So some of those basic classic combos aren't nearly as powerful as other classes. I mean, we just had a whole priest re re priest rework last year to try to address some of those basic classic inequities. So I think that like they really designed around something seven years ago, like you said, that isn't really a problem anymore, right? Like <laughs> the way that standard works now they're able to shore up weaknesses and stuff with all the expansions that we're getting every year. And they don't need to rely on that basic classic set anymore. So I think the balance of that was between classes was just off. And I think this is the best way to address those inequities is by just rotating the whole thing out and starting from scratch, but keeping the core idea of, 
hey, we need something that people can carry over year over year over year over year that doesn't necessarily impact class balance as a whole. Yeah, I'm. there's so many parts of this that I'm curious about because there's like an economic impact, like the the, the wording that Alec Dawson used in the tweets makes me think that it's going to be a sizable chunk of cards. It's going to be available to everyone. Uh, so, and so is it, is it available to everyone like for free or do you have to have, do you still have to find the cards in packs? Cause that again, like if it's like available to everyone for free, then yeah, there's still a familiarity that's lost if it is something that still potentially rotates annually. But if, if a new thing swaps in next year, but again, Hey, it's, it's yours. You don't need to find it in packs. Potentially there's still that freedom. And that's where I find it interesting. And I, I'm just mentioning again, cause I find it interesting, not because that's necessarily where I think they're going, but there's like, now that I we know that something vibe, is changes. Some, now that we know <laughs> something's going to change, it's just like, Oh my God, sky's the limit in, in all the directions that my brain goes as potential ways to change the core set. Yeah, because he very much said, like, um, yes, we're going to be removing Edwin from standard. So, again, not Hall of Faming, removing Edwin from standard. He said there's no reason to, you know, like craft and and hang on to them. You're not going to get dust values or whatever when the event happens, whatever that is. Um, So, yeah, that leads that leads me to think that whatever they're replacing basic classic with or whatever they're replacing classic with, you know, whatever our new core set looks like, I really get the feeling that they're just going to be like, Hey, everybody gets this. And this is just free to people who play Hearthstone. Because again, calling back to his comments about, um, get ease of getting into the game with a limited collection. Like it really sounds like they're just going to be like, Hey, everybody gets this chunk of cards and this is what you build off of. And the way that you build off of that is by buying expansions, whether that's through in-game gold or, or real money. But I think I, I really get the same impression that you got that this might actually be like free to everybody part of the base game. It, it, I I want it to be too. That's, <laughs> that's where like, I haven't really, I don't, I haven't really taken a stance on like all the things we just talked about, like which one I would prefer. But, oh, that'd be such a win for Hearthstone. Yeah. Um, well, and I think they kind of, uh, they need to reimagine the economy of their game in terms of like real money, like how they make money, all of that kind of stuff in a card game, in a CCG world where they're not the only fish in the sea anymore, right? Like they have competitors, they have uh, other card games that are just eating their lunch at this point. Uh, they've got a lot of different monetization models that they're competing against within these other teams. And they haven't changed like we've now we now have the tavern pass, which is we're not going to get into all of that stuff. But they have the tavern pass now, which is like the biggest change to monetization in Hearthstone that we've seen in a really long time. But there's some core things in terms of like how the dust system works that that just hasn't been changed. Right. So. I feel like um, this is their chance to kind of bring a seven-year-old system up to the level of some of the the competitors and say like, okay, here, yeah, Hearthstone, just come kick down the door. Like 2.0 is here, bitches. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> just uh, a, a, a Kool-Aid man full of free cards. Yeah, just, exactly. Oh yeah, through the, through the yeah. wall. Just. <laughs> See, you get me, you get me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's because I didn't make a car or music analogy. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, and it, at least I, I don't, it's, this is reminiscent of getting pre-knowledge of the rewards track via the survey, but like through Alec Dawson, it just, it sounds, uh, inherently positive, um, in, in kind of the wording that's used. So, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I am BlizzCon line. Like, all right, BlizzCon line, come here, come here. Yeah, what are you doing? That's, that's when I think, cause he did say that, you know, the, they'll have more information for us in the coming months, which to me screams BlizzCon line, right? Like that's when we're going to hear stuff is when in February, when we're doing the whole BlizzCon line thing, that's when we're getting all of the information about what this is actually going to look like. But it's kind of nice that we got this like sneak peek. Hey, this is what we're thinking because it's gotten a lot of uh, from what I've seen a lot of positive feedback. There's been a couple of people that have said like, oh, you're, you know, taking away all of my cards and blah, 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 blah. Why aren't I getting dust? It's like, well, you're not getting dust because reasons they haven't told us yet. Like, don't freak out. Like we just said, both Garrett and I are getting the impression that maybe this new core set is going to be free. So if it is, that would just be insane, right? Like, <laughs> but drop um, the mic the, so hard it fall it breaks through the floor. It would just it would be so unhearthstoney, right? <laughs> like just like, I mean, it would be the anti-hearthstone. <laughs> that's a bit of a shot I mean, taken at hearthstone, way. but but like, yeah. I don't know. yeah. <laughs> that's that's quite the you're you're firing shots there, but that's okay. It's okay. I, like I don't I don't necessarily mean to. Obviously, this is a game that I've engaged with for seven years that I pumped. I mean, I'll a lot fire, of money I'll, I'll into, fire a like, shot. They deserve it. <laughs> they deserve shots fired. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like giving us a, a set of cards to work from from free if for free is not something they've really done before. So like that would be crazy. <laughs> not potentially on the level that I the, I think a lot of us are thinking right now. Yes. And like yeah. we're not alone. Like well, we've, we've I've seen the comments on the Reddit. A lot of people's heads are in a similar place right now based on based on these tweets. Um, mm-hmm. so like, well, and depending what they do and depending where they go with this, I mean, like, like I said, at the beginning of this conversation, we're talking about like, if they rotate the entire classic set, if they, if they push that over to wild and replace it with something else, the classic set is 240 cards. That's a lot of cards to be just taking out of the game, especially when some of them are so incredibly iconic. I actually went through the classic set and pulled out some of the ones that I thought were kind of worth mentioning, which number one, we might have to rename the podcast because the angry chicken is actually a classic card, not a basic card. So oh, no. <laughs> what are we going to do? Oh, rebranding time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, angry chicken might be caught in that crossfire. Uh, we'll be called also- the uh, positively pissed chicken. <laughs> or like, we'll have to go back through all the emails that we've ever gotten over the course of 400 plus episodes. By the time this happens, it'd be like, okay, what are all of the creative things our fans have emailed us as like hello lines in their emails? <laughs> Because <laughs> there's there's a lot, a uh, lot of ways to say angry chicken, apparently. <laughs> ferocious fowls, irate poultry. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah. See, I feel like, yeah, the light night in the chat room saying we'll have to be a wild podcast. <laughs> Add some vines around the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> and add some dis- know, Garrett is just like throwing up in his mouth add, right now and add some disinterest to my 
my enthusiasm. Oh man, wild is fine. I, I like I like visiting. I don't, but I don't want to live there. It's a mm-hmm. nice place to vacation. But, yeah, <laughs> it is very much though. Like a lot of the cards that either have been changed or have been talked about as problematic in the past: uh, loot hoarder, dread corsair, iron beak owl. Uh, Gadgets and Auctioneer, all of the dragons, (laughs) like Alexstrasza, Malagos, like say goodbye to Mali in standard, crazy, like Druids losing Nourish, Hunters losing Freezing and Explosive Trap. Potentially, all of this. Potentially, 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 allegedly. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> this is this is if I'm taking Van where's Deck Tech's a lawyer. Let's get him in here. Uh, <laughs> right. Allegedly, um, we might be yeah. losing these cards. Uh, right. But oh, God, no. Like you said, nourish. And it's just like, like I, I'm I feel alive, Jocelyn. <laughs> right. OK, how about. Tyrion and equality and Sorcerer's Apprentice. I mean, what, what the shit was the last time any of us saw Tyrion played on purpose? Yeah, Tyrion literally is a choice off Zeph, and that's it. In a while, but equality, you know. But like, I but Tyrion is iconic, right? Like Tyrion is like what the probably the best class legendary for a very very long time out of that classic set so i mean worth mentioning except for edwin yeah <laughs> except for edwin. but like worth definitely worth mentioning i think um rogue basically their whole entire kit that i mentioned earlier like shadow step this cold blood si7 prep edwin all classic set um warlocks twisting nether is classic set um, and then warrior like Armorsmith is classic. Uh, so is shield slam and brawl. Like those are really big core warrior control tools. Like there, there's some crazy stuff in the classic set that, uh, that could be going over to wild. So I, I like, I don't know. They kind of have to, in some cases, I think they have to replace those tools somehow, whatever those cards end up looking like. Yeah. And chat room's asking, uh, what what will happen with Zephyrus? And I do believe we got confirmation from Celestalon replying to a ridiculous hat tweet. Yep, okay, it, it found it. So ridiculous okay. hat tweeted. Uh, we don't know the timings or specifics of uh, new classic. Oh, I like that hat. But I believe mm. Zephyrus is keeping the set of cards he's aware of right now. At Celestalon can confirm. Last we talked to him on Coin Concede, he had Zeph was. Uh, he said Zeph was going to keep his last pull as a static set, and Celestalon said correct that was the reply to this uh so 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 whatever so happens when he rotates, and however he'll no happens. longer be updated yeah or because oh you know what that's right because he would go out anyway with the start of yeah the new he's standard. going anyway yeah 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 but also if it, it still stands a reason that you would be curious about well if the classic basic set changes does that change how zephyrus works in wild and the answer is no He's just yeah. going to function around the old classic basic set. And that's just basically going to be like a Zephyrus specific pool of cards that, that the right. genie will pull from. Yeah. Cause one of the wishes is no wishing for an updated classic basic set. on your genie. <laughs> that's actually one of the stipulations. Yeah. Zephyrus comes out <laughs> and uh, no bringing back people from the dead. It's not very pretty. He doesn't like doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, no Aladdin reference registering on Jocelyn's face. Okay, cool. Nope. Moving right along. Moving right along. Um, so so yeah, there's there's that. Well, obviously we'll find out in the future what actually uh comes of this classic two electric boogaloo. But until then, 
We will just uh, be happy to continue being wrong. And cue the music. No, no, we got plenty more to talk about. Um, yeah, we have so much to talk about. So, so uh, box my knuckles got changed. Edwin Begley, I still can't believe the words are leaving my mouth, uh, got nerfed. Um, so yeah, what happened? It changed for such a short amount of time, right? Because like we said, our whole speculation conversation there about a core set was based on the fact that he is, is rotating, uh, will be leaving standard at the end of, of this, um, at the end of the standard year. So we're talking about like, he, he got nerfed and changed in January when he would be leaving in April anyways, or we assume April, like whenever the rotation happens. Right. So, uh, such a short amount of time in, in the grand scheme of Van Cleefing. And I thought that the logic here was actually really interesting because they basically said they, um, Foxy fraud, uh, swindle and prize plunderer are very important pieces to future expansions and card interactions that they want to bring into the game. So they want to see how rogue performs when they don't have super early, very big Edwins. So, um, Foxy fraud is actually the one that I thought might, um, get the chop, you know, somehow end up, changed just because uh it's basically like a free combo enabler it like absorbs the mana cost but then also leaves a body behind so uh, it's a two mana three two that when you play it your next combo card costs two less so you can literally just like split the mana cost of whatever the combo card is across those two bodies and uh or well not necessarily bodies because not every combo card is a body but you guys you guys know what i mean you guys know what i mean don't so you I body that- shame the foxy fraud how <laughs> dare you <laughs> but like i literally thought maybe they would change that to be like a one mana reduction or something like actually make you pay something for the three two um but i guess um the they wanted to just see what a weaker Edwin looked like they because finally I mean, just yeah. <laughs> send it. <laughs> uh, they did also say though, that his change will be reverted. So we're only going to get weaker Edwin for, you know, three and a half months. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Hell, yeah, rotate him so. now. Go for it. I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. So we, uh, we did get that change and that was the reasons why. And I think that, it almost wasn't enough. I don't know, because the thing is, rogues are still playing Edwin. I am still getting Edwin and I still can't deal with it. So as much as it is, it's happening like one turn later, it's still just a oh, big Edwin in my face. And even when I save <laughs> all of my cards, all of my cards, whenever I see a rogue, because I know that's what's going to happen, I still can't deal with it. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Last I, I, I check, I think st- Stealth Rogue is still one of the more popular archetypes, though, and they're not the most popular yeah, Stealth Rogue isn't so, running Edwin. Yeah, there's there's like a super aggro Stealth Rogue, and this kind of leads us into the meta conversation that I wanted to have because we've already seen kind of a big swing in the meta since these two uh, relatively small changes uh, hit. So we've, uh, in terms of Rogue, uh, basically the Miracle Rogue or the World Kick Rogue, what, however you want to name it, is the the one that was running Edwin and is still running Edwin. There is also the more aggressive stealth-based rogue, like you mentioned, Garrett, which isn't Edwin-based because it kills you before it would play Edwin anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and actually, it looks like at least the most played single deck list is still uh, a World Kick Rogue. So uh, stand corrected. Yeah, World Kick Rogue is still uh, the, like it's slightly less powerful now, but not. I I don't think that it's. I don't think they nerfed Edwin enough to take him totally out of the meta and actually evaluate those three cards that they mentioned in the patch notes. Uh, but I mean, time will tell, right? We're still living in a world where this happened like four days ago. So, <laughs> or five, wait, what day is it today? <laughs> time has no meaning. Said, we've yeah. already, we've already had a, a full year's worth of bull. Uh, yeah. So, so five days ago, days five days ago is, is when this happened. So uh, it is a very small sample size in terms of changing the meta. So World Kick Rogue didn't really change win rates. It's um, it's still on the positive side. It still has a lot of games played. So World Kick Rogue or Miracle Rogue is still playable, is in a good place, I think. Um, just got knocked down a couple of pegs. But the real winner here has been Zoo Warlock. Like, when's the last time we talked about Warlock in a, like, competitive, constructed way? A launch of Skullamance. <laughs> right? Because like, I was like, I was so wrong time. about Ticketus. And then, like, a week later, it was, I should have gotten on the show. I didn't and gone, I was so right about Ticketus. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's irrelevant. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, but it's, like, Warlock has been very much uh, a non-deck in the meta lately. And well, now... certainly Zoo. For sure. Yeah, Zoo. Yes, Zoo. Yeah, yeah Galakron's been around for sure. But but Zoo specifically now is like the most played archetype across like all levels of play. It's seeing tons of play at Legend. It's insane. So Zoo Warlock and the win rate is crazy. Like if you look at Diamond and above, the win rate is like it's literally the top deck. <laughs> so this uh, yeah, Zoo Warlock is back with a vengeance <laughs> and uh if you're worried about Shaman, because Evolve Shaman was the huge loser here. Um, they went from what was a for, uh, 54 to 55% win rate, depending on which area of the ladder you were looking at. They've dropped now down below 50%, which is a huge deal. And a lot of that, like I mentioned earlier on when we were talking about the box find change, a lot of that had to do with the fact that you can't now play a Dread Corsair and get that five drop alongside your weapon as well. So Evolve Shaman just like basically doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Totem Shaman's better and Aggro Shaman is better. So there's now an Aggro variant that plays uh, Doomhammer, which again is part of the classic set that we just talked about. Yeah, uh, well that, that weapon Shaman- constantly problematic. It's been like <laughs> on the edges like this whole time. It's right. Like, but it's like, why would you do that when you can evolve? <laughs> right, right, right. But, but now look who's laughing. There's all these, uh, yeah. doom hammer loving shaman hipsters going, Hmm, who's on top now? Yeah, this is very much, uh, we talked about this right at the start of, um, Oh my God, I'm totally, totally blanking on the name of the, uh, dark moon right at the launch of dark moon. I was talking about this um, enhancement shaman variant. Basically, uh, enhancement shamans in Warcraft are the shamans that have Doomhammer and get right up in the boss's face. They're the melee guys, and they just whack away. They're not the the spellcasters. They're the they're the whackers. So, <laughs> so, so enhancement shaman <laughs> or aggro shaman or weapon shaman, what however you decide to uh, to refer to them, uh, that is now the most winningest uh, shaman variant. 
it, I don't know why that. Got I a found problem that, with the Wacker scare? I, I don't know why I found that so funny, but anyway, yeah. Joss the Wacker, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, I just, I, it's just, it's interesting. It's like such a cool like through line because of this deck having just like danced on the edges all year. Well, standard year. All standard year. Yeah. And finally, finally, you know. Finding finding its footing in in the in the at the funeral for Evolve Shaman, just yeah, like no chill at all. Being like, hey, <laughs> I'm here. Are you sad <laughs> that <laughs> are you sad that Evolve is dead in the casket? Look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. So Agro Shaman is if you want to play Shaman, that's the deck to play. Uh, Evolve Shaman is not doing very well at all. Uh, and then I wanted to mention another deck, which is not seeing a whole ton of play, but uh, I just wanted to mention it because the fact that we're even talking about this deck existing makes me so happy. It's Dual Paladin. So I don't know if you guys are even remember or familiar with this card, but Paladin literally has a card called Dual. It's a five mana epic card and it says summon a minion from each player's deck and they fight. And this card has not, it's from uh, Galakrond. It has not seen play. Like this deck is not a thing, except now <laughs> apparently they are. And it's basically like big paladin. <laughs> and I'm just so here for this deck. It's so fun. <laughs> where, where, where was, where was you just windmill slamming the name of this deck as the answer to me going, when the shit was the last time you saw Tyrion played? Cause it's in this list. I didn't know it this in this list. Yeah. You, are you just like, you're Colossus just keeping this. of the moon. <laughs> like what is, yeah. what is this list? <laughs> yeah. It's insane. It's ridiculous. It's so crazy. And so it just has these big, huge bomb cards that you're expecting to pull out of your deck and fight against these little itty bitty, teeny tiny aggro things. And it's like, oh, you've got a lot of aggro minions. Well, guess what? I have a seven, seven with taunt that summons another seven, seven with taunt and it just killed your stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, it, this, just, this deck is so cool. So I good. just wanted to mention that it's now because they don't have to worry about uh, revolve or like getting their stuff changed or whatever with evolve shaman, this deck's win rate is actually um, up in a place now where it's, where it's absolutely playable. So I wanted to mention that deck because I think it's really cool and it doesn't go down the, the same like Librum Paladin pure thing that we've been doing for quite a while now. So if you're a Paladin player and looking for something a little bit different, this deck is really cool. Um, and I think in terms of this, this last thing that I want to mention in terms of the meta is, is very much, it's not a deck, it's a card, it's a tech card, uh, but it basically lets everybody else now that Evolve Shaman isn't really a thing. We don't have to Cobalt Sticky Finger anymore. So you can just use those two deck slots for whatever you want. <laughs> it's magic. There have been so many mentions <laughs> of whacking, pulling things out, and now Sticky Finger. And now sticky I fingers, don't know yeah. where to make the joke. There's too many potential <laughs> hey, targets. I didn't name that card, okay? <laughs> We're not far enough away from Christmas either, so I'm thinking about the uh, the sticky bandits from uh, Home Alone too. <laughs> haven't seen it. You haven't seen Home Alone? <laughs> what? I've seen Home Alone. I haven't seen Home Alone too, but some... also I watched Home Alone like literally last year for the first time. <laughs> what the hell? How do you exist? <laughs> 
in a bubble, apparently. <laughs> a pop I'm culture like, oh, bubble. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, if y'all want to deep dive into Garrett and Jocelyn, we have a now defunct podcast called Embrace the Spoilers, where we literally ran a Kickstarter, which legitimately was just so I could get you to watch Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. So you can listen to a full run of a podcast of listening to Joss react to the original Indiana Jones trilogy for the first time. Um, Literally two years ago. Yeah. 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 It's just time. Like, I forget this about you, that there's just like a lot of things that are cultural touchdowns for me that you've just never experienced. And we've been friends long enough that I have worn you down to actually see yeah. some of these things. But every now and then they come back up and I'm just like, center of gravity blindsided like wait you haven't seen home alone? Who, everyone's seen home alone too everyone and then you just pretend the others don't exist it's very much like indiana jones you just pretend the fourth one doesn't exist i see yeah i thought everyone liked the first home alone i thought it was all right oh, no, no 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 first and second home alone are great was, oh okay okay the third is the third hot garbage should, okay all right <laughs> absolutely hot, hot garbage like indy four um which would make for a pretty entertaining podcast, actually, if we watched it. Uh, that was actually the one that I saw. <laughs> I saw it at the drive-in. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was my first introduction to Indiana Jones. This is a whole big internet, aside internet, that we don't go, need to do in a very packed show, but yeah. <laughs> go easy on her internet. Just be nice. <laughs> Crystal Skull was my first uh, Indiana Jones I'm movie. I'm so sorry. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I'm so- <laughs> okay, never mind. Don't go easy on her internet. Well, I thought it was fine in the context of not knowing what Indiana Jones was. I was like, oh, there's aliens. Cool. (laughs) Spoiler alert. There's aliens. Now we're we're in full tangent, Bill, because you reminded me that you like the Independence Day sequel and has called in the it called in the question for me. uh, Your taste taste for the rest of time for the rest of time. Yeah. Oh my God, Hula Gaming, you're not too far off. I did not mind The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Again, that, <laughs> that was my first Star Wars. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, oh, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely yeah. absurd. I'm, I, I have no way of course correcting. Uh, we're going to. We're, we're just going to have to hard cut. <laughs> we're going to jump out of this with our parachutes. Yeah. Uh, we will see you on the other side for Battlegrounds. But let's, uh, let's take a minute and thank today's sponsor. I got the best deals anywhere. All right. After that, that, that absurdness. Uh, Hey everybody, this episode is sponsored by Gabby. You can start saving on your car and homeowners insurance by going to Gabby.com slash TAC. I recommend you do that because I mean, we're all trying to save some money, right? Uh, like, I mean, let's put it this way. How would you like to, uh, keep an extra $961 a year in your pocket? Would you like to do that, Joss? That'd be pretty sweet. I mean, that's enough to like legit buy me a next gen console. <laughs> you could. Yeah. Yeah. I, I recently purchased one. That is an accurate statement. Um, th- well, that's good because that's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and homeowners insurance. Uh, and that's why when I was shopping for insurance, I used Gabby. I, I did actually, I did go and do this. Um, so, I mean, this is the time of year where a lot of us, we go, checking on insurance to go shopping around, seeing if we got the best rate. But uh, Gabby takes the pain out of that shopping experience. Uh, They give you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers. Uh, I've been with uh, Geico since I got my focus back in 2018. Um, I went to Gabby.com slash TAC and all I had to do was log into my Geico account through Gabby. And it just was like, 
just populated. It pulled my my plan and it showed me offers from National General, Progressive, and a ton more. Uh, and it turned out that uh, uh, Safeco could save me $218 uh, with the exact same coverage. So, and it took me, I think, less than five minutes when I did it. It was super, super simple. So go check it out. Because like I mentioned earlier, uh, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. And I mean, that's just that's just a lot of Hearthstone cards. And potentially more if uh, the core set becomes a more economically right? friendly thing in Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah. So go save that money. Um, and if they can't find you savings like they did for me, it, you can just like chill because you know you got the best rate out there. So go check them out. You know, you might be overpaying on car and home insurance. Uh, you can see how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check. There's no obligation. Also, they don't sell your info, so you're not going to get annoying spam or robocalls. So go to Gabby.com slash T-A-C. That is G-A-B-I dot com slash TAC. Gabby.com slash TAC. Go check them out. We thank you for doing so, and we thank them for their support. All right. Now, let's get into this week's Battleground segment. battle friend so we've got uh, another little like twofer here the two things to talk about in battlegrounds one is with the patch that uh brought the historic edwin nerf and also the box by nerf we got a nerf to uh everyone's new favorite card to either draft or cuss at uh, at maximum volume alistra the immortal if you are having trouble placing that in your mind that's the six tier minion uh, that was a 7-7 that had Divine Shield reborn in red whenever a friendly taunt minion is attacked. This gets attacked instead. Alistra is has has uh, not been going to the gym or not been keeping up with uh, the workouts because Alistra is now a 4-4 down from a 7-7. Everything else is the same. Still at tier 6, still is Divine Shield, still is reborn, still absorbs four attacks because of that reborn if you have a taunt minion. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> That's a decent. I, I, it's a good change, I think. Uh, the thing that ticks me off the most about her now is that, like, my stuff that I want to die doesn't die when it attacks her. <laughs> it's it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, yeah, this at seven attack. That was if you found an Elystra early, it it could just it was pretty punishing because that was yes, just a lot of yeah. guaranteed damage. As I smack mm-hmm. my desk while talking with my hands like a Garrett means total it. noob. I mean it. Smack. Um, but yeah, now you you run into well the issue you were just you were just mentioning. Um, you, uh, it, it's really important to not buff your goldron now. Like really, really important. Yeah. Um, it was somewhat important before, but now it's just like I found my goldron. No god, they have an Elystra. Yeah. Um, you really. Macaw feels a lot more integral to that particular strategy than it ever has before. I mean, it was always nice Mm -hmm. to have it. Don't get me wrong, but now it's like, I, uh, I need it. And you know what else would be nice is if I was Alakir and I had the Macaw. Yeah. Then I don't care about the Elystra, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword for, for sure. But I, I still kind of like it. I was running into a lot of games where it was just like, has this person have a Leaster already? Like board is just dead. Like this early in the game and, and nothing is, nothing is happening. And so I, I, 
I think overall, I'm still kind of having to think on this one, but my gut reaction this many days later is that I like this change. Yeah, I think I think it's good. I think it, it's kind of in line with where it should be now, because basically the idea is that she shouldn't or at least how I think she's meant to be designed is that she shouldn't kill anything. Right. Like she is there to just soak four attacks that otherwise would go into your big taunty dude. Yeah, I would like to think of her as a reverse um, zap, uh, zap. Mm. because it, it's it's a similar I, I like that it's this like this this opposite of Zap because Zap's whole thing is like I'm trying to kill the lower tech things as I'm like trying to counter things like Baron and whatnot. And so I kind of like that yeah. Elistra is now well I'm trying to count counter the things you very much want to attack first with, clearly, mm-hmm. because you put them first in your lineup. Yeah. And and this this is a foil to that. And and I it's it's just interesting. It's an interesting damn mm-hmm. card. Um and I think this actually it makes it more interesting. Uh, and and a little more difficult to play around with very specific strategies like what we talked about with beasts. So I I dig it. Uh, I like the change. Um, I was hoping for more changes to be to be uh, honest because and we really haven't had time to talk about this because Hearthstone has just been still continuing to move at a breakneck pace. Uh, but the um, the the Cadgar and uh, just like cheesing lobby animation and timing uh, exploits essentially. There's, there's yes. all sorts of ways that this can. So I guess on like the if you're somehow unaware, really popular thing to do right now is to just make a ton of triples by abusing Cadgar and having enough time to do so by. Uh, previously you would just X out a hearthstone once uh, combat started and then go back in because if you had a fast enough connection and computer, you would get back into the game faster than combat would take to happen. And the way that, to resolve, that battlegrounds yeah. yeah reconciles that is it just throws you into your, your tavern phase. Um, mm-hmm. So you get extra time in the tavern phase to do all your ridiculous Cadgar shenanigans. But uh, right. it, it, this has now escalated to the point where there has been a firewall exploit that has been found where you don't even need to leave the game now. Right. And that's that's kind of the thing is that it was a, a risky strategy because if for some reason your reconnect to the game didn't work or took too long, like you could potentially lose some time in the tavern. Like you mentioned, you had to have a good connection, a fast computer. Uh, but even still, there were, you know, chances that Hearthstone itself would struggle to reconnect you to your game. So there was a risk there. But with this new firewall exploit, which we are not going to tell you how to do, um, with this new firewall exploit, you can actually basically just skip all of the animations in your combat phase and go straight into the buy phase, the recruit phase, without actually having to close down your client. So it just removes all the risk and gives you the option to just basically skip animations, like skip all that because your your combat phase, like the results of the combat phase are decided when you get into the, like it's a whole bunch of like, I don't know, the programming mathy stuff on the back end that's already done and resolved because that's like basically instant. And then Hearthstone presents that information to you through the minion combat animations. But that's already all figured out. Um, that's why achievements pop right at the beginning of combat is <laughs> because all of that math has actually happened in the background 
And what you're seeing is just like the the animated fun gamey result part. Right. And that's how this like even functions in the first place, because this has yeah. always been in the game. It's just before we kind of figured out that we could abuse it to to make endless triples to Cadgar, no one was doing it. Yeah. But that's the whole reason that's even possible. It's the whole reason that you can get more time in the tavern phase by kind of exploiting this disconnect reconnect feature. Um, and like, I'm right, not- the disconnect reconnect thing is in there on purpose for people who do actually legitimately disconnect. They didn't want them to be too negatively impacted, but then they're also assuming that those people are either on an older computer or a bad connection or whatever it is that's, you know, caused this and that those things will slow down their reconnection to the game. And then they'll still be on the same playing field. It's these people that are disconnecting, um, like as an exploit, like disingenuously disconnecting from the game in order to get more time. Cause then they're just out and back in again, really, really fast. But they do like it is, it's a feature, I guess, of the game. <laughs> it's basically how the reconnect feature works. Yeah. Um, but it, but that people are just taking advantage of it is without a doubt, e- ethically gray, uh, to yes. be, uh, <laughs> exploiting this in the way that it is being exploited. Um, mm-hmm. but it has been a known issue for, a while now, like long enough where I go, I don't necessarily blame people for continuing to exploit it because. Well, yeah, because I feel like this first, uh, the first time it was brought to my attention was like back in like May, like April, May. Like I feel like sometime in the spring, it's like I was watching uh, somebody stream and then they were like, oh man, I'm, I think it was uh, when pirates came in actually. Um, because it was very oh, much like, oh, pirates. you had to pay it to play APM pirates. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm just going to close my game, reconnect, get a longer like buy phase. And then I can cycle through my pirates faster, which is basically, uh, the pirate builds are the other place where this is, this is exploited a little bit. Apparently there's like a way to get like infinite gold. If you do pirates, I don't know. I am not at the level of a battlegrounds player where, I know how to pull these things off. Like I've known about Cadgar builds for months, but I kind of look at them and go, mm, that breaks my brain. <laughs> I'm going to pro- do something else. <laughs> yeah. Paging professor. Sulha, uh, yes, sure. exactly. <laughs> um, page professors. I don't think that's the thing they do. Uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple indicators. So it's been around a while. Yeah. Was, was there's the a, you can, you can, there's a couple ways you can kind of suss this out. Um, the, the, the most well-known tell that someone or multiple people in your lobby are doing this is if you see a bunch of triples right when you hit the tavern phase. Cause that means, yeah, if it's just like ping, 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 triples, it's like, well, that person's been making triples for a while while I've been watching animations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, like really high pirate stats is another kind of telling sign of this, especially super early in the game. Right. Yeah. Not that it necessarily met like it does like, <laughs> You don't have any recourse if you see this happening, right? Like, oh yeah, no, you're just no like, well, I'm not winning it. this lobby. No, and, and there's we, no punishing. There's no like reporting. Yeah, there, there's yeah. Been really no comment on it by the team. There's been no punishments. There's not a report feature for this, so it kind of just is what it, it is. just happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, in the back of my mind, like, there's just no universe where the team isn't aware of this. I think it's a little strange. We haven't gotten a comment from them on it yet. Um, they were talking. Well, I mean, they, it did, was they did say, um, because there was a, a PC gamer article that interviewed, uh, Slissa and Crip about this issue and they did get a response from blizzard, but they basically just said, 
the team's aware and looking into it, but they have no information to share. So that's yeah, it's like, a non-statement. It's a it's a non-answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, with with as chatty as uh, you know, Ixar's been in on, on Reddit since coming back from from holiday break, and Alec Dawson. Like, I'm I'm just surprised we haven't gotten like a human like comment on yeah, this. Not a, not a um, PR response. Yeah. Well, even like, like by PR standards, that's a pretty non, non response. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just find that a little odd. The, the only thing I'm reading into, and this is, this is, just, I've fully here. I'm calling it, this is a stretch, but because XR mentioned that, like they're aware of the achievement pop issue and said that it's working on a fix. I'm, I think that might be linked to fixing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know how, cause I'm not a developer for Hearthstone, but I, uh, I, it sure seems like those two things are cut from the same problematic cloth. Yeah. I just, I mean, there's a couple of ways you could think about going about fixing this is basically like removing the reconnect feature, uh, closing the firewall exploit and just saying, sorry, people, the DC legitimately, but you know, the way the mode works, we, we can't allow you to reconnect to a game. Um, or they level the playing field by allowing everyone to do it by putting a button in the game that just says skip animations, like take me to recruit phase, which like I wouldn't want to do because I like watching the animations. I think combat is, is what makes that mode fun. I like to see everything like play out. That's very exciting for me. Um, but if I had a button, then that's a competitive advantage I could take but I probably wouldn't, but I could like, and that's the cho- giving everyone the choice is what levels that playing field. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, also like we haven't talked about this, the, the popularity of this game as a streamed game, the, mm-hmm. the animations, like the combat phase is the, the really big part of that is yeah. ever like, you know, it's waiting for things to export this morning. I was just like, Oh, Oh, already use on. It's like, it was hilarious. He was getting bad beats so bad this morning. <laughs> and I'm sorry, RDU, but it was really entertaining uh, to watch the, the worst attacks that could possibly happen. Just like, yeah, wow, you had an 80% to win and you're dead. You're out of the lobby. Holy crap. <laughs> um, yeah. When you see those, like they have 0.2% chance at lethal and then you died. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what even was that? Yeah, that's a, a major <laughs> Those part are fun of the, to watch. the yeah. streamability of, of, of battlegrounds. Right. And like, God, I was in there. Like I said, like I just I just happened to have a lot of things I had to uh, I had to render out this morning. So I was just like so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to Twitch. I haven't been on Twitch in a while, honestly. Um, and it's the top like twelve streams were all battlegrounds. Yeah, oh, I had to, yeah, I had no, to go down multiple has- rows. Yeah. Battlegrounds has far overtaken constructed. I think we talked about this a few weeks back. Like Battlegrounds is head and shoulders above constructed when it comes to like Twitch viewership now. I don't know because I'm not in the YouTube space. Like I don't know um who like top Hearthstone YouTubers are. I know like Regis still does mostly constructed content, but he's basically like my go-to Hearthstone YouTube guy. So like yeah, I, I I consume a lot of a lot of that through YouTube uh personally because I just like watching things like when I'm ready to watch them. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm sub to um, Regis and Dexter who both do a ton of constructed stuff. And it, it seems to perform really well. Their views to me look great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like it's, it's kind of this um, 
people go to YouTube to find like a guide on like how to play a new deck where that's sometimes kind of it's it's more difficult to find on Twitch versus like people who watch Battlegrounds, which I think watch it in a very similar way to that you and I do. That's kind of like on a second monitor or something like just backgroundy things. And you can hear like reactions and stuff when it's happening and you look over and you watch the fun animations and things like it's very much like a it's less of a learning experience, more of an entertainment experience, I think, in terms I, of modes. I mean, I definitely this is how I learn. I 100 percent learn oh, how to grab better. I'm not saying you can't learn from Twitch streams. I'm just yeah. saying I think yeah, it's, people who watch Battlegrounds are there to be super entertained. It is infinitely <laughs> streamable. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. It almost seems tailor made for Twitch, uh, which is something I usually recoil from. But damn it, Battlegrounds is just it's entertaining. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just so this whole thing is it's just strange. I'm surprised. I have like the only thing like, again, I might it just. Instead of, and I think this was a comment that XR made in regard, I, he was replying to something because I think someone got heated with the blue comments that we talked about last week. And he, he said something effective. I wish Wait, people, someone got angry on the internet. Yes. That yeah. But, but XR right. put it really well. And I'm going to misquote it because I don't have it in front of me, but it's something that's effective. I wish people's default was to go to curiosity of, to be, I wonder why this hasn't been fixed yet or wonder why this is so difficult to fix rather than they're clearly idiots. Why haven't they fixed it? Yeah. And, and I, and I'm, I've, I took that to heart. I've been trying to put my brain there more, um, because I am curious. This is the type of, type of thing that's like, you know, the team is aware. There's no way they're not aware. And it's the type of thing I look at and go, this would have been fixed already if it was a simple fix. And so now mm-hmm. I am doing as XR asked and I am taking my brain to curious town and going, well, why is it so damn hard to fix? I am, mm-hmm. I legitimately would like to know. Yeah. And I think, like you said, I think it's all part and parcel with like the achievement issue as well. So I think we're probably going to see a fix to this firewall exploit, possibly a fix to the closing the client and reconnecting as well, uh, tied in part and parcel with whatever the achievement fix is, I think. Um, But like you say, I think it's a it's a much bigger fix than we're potentially thinking it might be like this. It sounds like they have to really restructure how battlegrounds like resolves combat basically from, from what I could gather from some of the tweets and things we've seen. And just from the way that we know the mode works, thanks to these disconnect exploits. Um, I, I, it sounds like it's a very big undertaking to, to kind of correct all of this. So I would maybe expect something like this to be fixed in a few months, like, you know, around like rotation time <laughs> next yeah. expansion. Like this seems really big, like next big battlegrounds patch we get will probably be the fix to this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious what other things are maybe possibly considering. Cause the other thing we haven't talked about is like, before we even knew we could exploit this, there's the variable uh, tavern phase length to begin with. Like if your yes, combat absolutely. goes faster than someone else in the lobby, you're going to have more time in the tavern. And I wonder if they're like, at least spitballing potentially making the tavern phase the same length of time for everyone, for whatever turn you happen to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and yeah, just standardizing that, which would be strange. Cause then if you get quick, if you get through combat quickly, what do you do? Do you just sit there and go waiting for next round and it does a countdown timer or something to that effect? Yeah. Which, which kind of kills the, um, the pacing of the mode, you know, like the, Cause right now it very much has like combat boom, 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 boom resolves. And then like 
flip over right into the recruit phase. Like that no downtime thing is very um, addictive, right? <laughs> like it, it feeds that, oh, just one more round, just one more round, like constant feeling in Battlegrounds. So yeah. um, I think if you added some additional downtime, that would maybe not be great for the mode itself, but I, I don't know if there's an, another fix there, right? So uh, just let me play a really stripped down quick version of Bejeweled or something while I wait. That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> please, well, please I mean, they, they already did that as World Quest and Warcraft, right? So just like take that code and throw in Hearthstone. Oh, done. <laughs> yeah, because that, yeah. We, we, I was talking about it, we, don't, we don't know how code works. Yeah, just take something from World of Warcraft <laughs> yeah, and just copy. Take something from there, put it just, over here, easy. I don't know if you know this in five. Control C is copy and then you control V is paste. That's how it works, right? <laughs> Yep. That works like just throw it <laughs> easy in there. Easy peasy. Throw it in there. Please and thank. Could, yeah, could I just do my mission table in World of Warcraft, but in the Hearthstone client while I wait for the next tavern phase to yeah. load up? Even better. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Although um, even better than that would be delete it completely. But oh, I was going to go with I'm, I'm night phase. So it doesn't take too long because I don't have to think about what I'm doing. So <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, let's take a question and then uh, put a bow on this. Uh, let's move into emails. Hello. Hello, it's me. Hello. Um, just quickly, do you get my message? Yep. Oh. Hello, brother. <laughs> you can send your emails to tacpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're a patron, uh, just message us in the patron discord. Message us on uh, Patreon. Um, I don't think you have my address, but send me uh, uh, an, an envelope with a letter. You know, <laughs> uh, we also accept carrier pigeon, or uh, we prefer carrier chicken. So yes, there you go. Uh, Andrew writes in and says, "Hello, cranky Chanticleers." I think we've gotten that one before. So I, th- I think we have, but it definitely it sounds very, very fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I used to be a Hearthstone player. Now I am a Battlegrounds player. I am still super casual, though, getting in one to two games per day on average, sometimes zero, sometimes five. And a lot of <laughs> Thank you for explaining your average. I, uh, yeah. I, I respect that. <laughs> uh, before the last expansion came out, I spent a little time in standard to ensure I had enough gold to buy perks again. When the rewards track hit and I was able to complete seemingly obvious quests in Battlegrounds, I thought my time of going free to play would be short lived. Since the changes, spending just a minute in the journal to reroll quests that don't apply to me uh, has allowed me to fly up to level 30, and I am reasonably certain I'll hit 32, which is 2,000 gold total, in the next couple of weeks. I know it's not the common experience across the community to like the new reward system, but after the change, it looks like I will be able to keep playing Battlegrounds for free indefinitely unless they modify its price, and that's pretty great. Love the show. I this, think this is, is awesome. Cool. I love that there are free to play players now free to play battlegrounds players. So they don't have to spend gold on packs, but uh, free to play players that are actually really getting something out of the reward system, because that was my big fear is that if you didn't have the um, XP like boost <laughs> that you were really going to start to feel it. Now, uh, Andrew is still, like he says, at level 30 to 32. So it could be that once he starts to get into the late 30s, early 40s, that he's really going to feel that grind. But since he's Battlegrounds only player, he only needs to get to 32 because he just needs that gold to to refresh his uh, his perks. So I think uh, I mean, it seems to be to be working for Battlegrounds only players, which we were really worried about. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we don't hear from battlegrounds only players a lot, I feel like. And so um, this is a nice little or free to play players. Like, let's be honest. Most people that listen to us, I don't think are free to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, judging by some of our exit surveys, I think it's because some free to play players left. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't, and uh, by the way, they, they, they did not cite our show as the reason they left. They cited, they, they cited the our lack, stone is too expensive. The lack of not playing the game anymore. Um, but, but yeah, it's uh, thanks for sending this in, Andrew. It was, it's, this is a, a really unique perspective, uh, at least in our circle. So um glad to, glad to hear that. And yeah, I hadn't really thought about it because you know, I, I tend to split my time between standard and battlegrounds. So it's not something I think about. I just kind of throw my money at Battlegrounds perks and move on. But <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely doable. And now mm-hmm. too, because you can, com- you know, from when it launched, we can complete even more quests in Battlegrounds. So yeah, we can. And the other thing too, is that we still have a lot of time left on the Tavern Pass, right? So the Tavern Pass goes like for the extent of an expansion. So, I mean, we've got to like April <laughs> to finish this thing. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we've got some, uh, we've got some time to say the yeah. least. So, but thank you for your email, Andrew. And, uh, anyone else, if you think you're a, a, a unique, uh, sect of player in Hearthstone, write in, let us know your thoughts. Um, really about all avenues of the game, but I'm kind of curious how more, uh, you know, kind of unique specialized players are getting along with the, uh, with the rewards track. So DAC podcast at gmail.com. And that's going to bring us to the end of this episode, which means we are at the precipice of another round 100 episodes. Next week will be episode 400 party time. We made it. Oh, (laughs) oh, oh, uh, expect a look back. Expect, uh, expect us to just kind of like, uh, shoot the shite about seven years of Hearthstone and seven years of the angry chicken. Um, so long. <laughs> it's been a long time. So old. Also, my birthday's <laughs> soon, so I'm feeling a little old at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, tune in. Tune in. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, don't miss the episode next week. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, huge thanks to our patrons, our badass, badass patrons, for supporting this here podcast. It is the best way to support us. That is how we pay some of our bills. So head on over to patreon.com slash TAC and consider chipping in. Uh, also, huge thanks to our producers, Declan H, Cheesy Bob, Lord of the Cup. Thank you so much for your support, you three. If you want to catch the back catalog of episodes, check out uh, theangrychicken.com. You can go there, see the back catalog of episodes. You can catch us live at twitch.tv slash TV. You can follow the show on Twitter at TAC Podcast. You can catch the uncut VODs over at youtube.com slash amove2, numerical two on that. Uh, but this isn't the only thing you have done, Joss. Uh, where else can people find you when you're not just uh, shouting about whacking and pulling things out? <laughs> to be fair, I talk about whacking on all my shows. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. Um, go check out the Gamers In. We're going to be talking about uh, a couple of really cool things that are coming out in the next couple of months. Um, I'm really stoked after that trailer that came out yesterday about Bowser's Fury, which is the expansion that's tacked on to the Super Mario 3D World 
uh, re-release mm. from the the Wii U game that nobody played because it was on the Wii U. Yeah, it's coming back to Switch with a with an expansion, and it looks really cool. So uh, go check out the Gamers Inn if you guys want to hear some uh, console gaming type coverage. Mm. I uh, I'm still crossing my fingers for the Wii U Wind Waker upres because. Uh, I would I love think, to play that. Yeah, we'll get it. Uh, Wind Waker was so popular. I can't imagine that they won't redo it. I'd really like to play that. I'd really, 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 yep. really, really like to play that. Now you just reminded me that I just want to go fire up the PS5 I magically was able to acquire. Um, not for, what are you playing on the PS5? Uh, Freaking Spider-Man, man. I love Spider-Man. Uh, I love it so much. Uh, the last one was might have been my favorite game of the last generation. I liked it so much. Um, so I picked up Miles Morales and I'm also, and so I beat Miles Morales already. Great. Wonderful game. <laughs> I know people were like, it's more an expansion than an actual game. I'm like, I don't give a shit. It's so fun. I love playing it, but now I'm going through the DLC of the original game. Cause I never played mm. it. So, um, it's good, man. That's a good game. That is, that is a tight. Yeah, it was a good game. game. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, you can hear me, uh, tweeting about that on my Twitter account at Garrett art. Cause, uh, I don't have a general gaming show. Um, other than that, everything I do, this show included can be found at amove.tv. A new, uh, wow killer will be posted tomorrow. We're recording a new into the nexus tomorrow, having Michael Udall on, uh, Ooh. if you're familiar with Michael that is Udall. a name that I know. <laughs> oh my, you haven't seen home alone too, but you know, Michael Udall. And that is why we're yeah. friends. <laughs> that is why. Or for, even though I've, I've, I'm aware of both, both are in my, my cultural spectrum, but yeah, no, he, uh, it was from the, the heroes of the dorm stuff that heroes they did. The he dorm. was like the golden child. Yeah. He was a dorm champion, X HGC yeah. pro now team owner of 30 K mm-hmm. who are in uh, the CCL. So we're going to talk to him about that. Um, looking forward to it. So all of that and more can be found at a move, a M O V E dot TV. Go check it out. That's going to do it for this episode of the anger chicken. We'll see you next week as we celebrate 400 of our dumb butts yapping at you through mi- <laughs> microphones. Uh, but until then job's done. Job's done. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.